1: Purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to the briefing again of Mr. Luna. In this episode, we'll be debriefing his briefs on episode 004, 004, not triple. We're not there yet. We're not that good. For the show.
1: You don't know the name of it, do you?
0: Double. No, I do. Um, Okay, double o four, and it's uh, well, the the working title, the working title was F Street.
1: Uh huh. And the title is
0: of it is Bodies in a Garden.
1: No, No. the throwaway people.
0: The throwaway people, which sounds really creepy. That's I love that title.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's memorable. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. How you doing Off. You sound a little off. How you you, you uh getting worried about the Christmas season approaching and and uh not being near your family and all that? What's what's going on with you?
0: No, I've made a couple of um I've modified, given some accoutrements to the lair, you know, made it a little more homey, homey. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah, so I'm let's see, some good things. Well, first we'll start with some bad things. So we're not. We're not right now getting paid. Pardon me. By the way, yeah, that. Why? Well, and, uh, finances. Uh, well, remember that. Remember that one company, Himalaya.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah, I mentioned them a couple times. Yeah. Uh, why <laughs> are we talking about this on here? We should be talking about this uh, probably privately, don't you think? Nah. This is a little uh, weird.
0: Well, this is our intimate <coughs> audience, so this is like Excuse us me. having a jam in a coffee shop. So you know okay.
1: and the audience okay. is
0: all they're all hip to what we're doings and all that so emailing. so you're going
1: to try you're going to trash Himalaya right now yeah to that sure. okay
0: sure okay. so Himalaya sucks so we did a lot for Himalaya right but hey guess what so i i ma- emailed them and i was like hey i think we're owed some monies from you guys and they were like mm-hmm. oh here's spreadsheets so guess how, guess on the spreadsheets, we still, they're still owe money for us to back in um, a- August. Right. We have money coming in from August. I don't want to say that your Christmas will be better or nothing because of it, but it's about $10,000. What? <laughs> yeah, sorry. What? I'm pressing them, believe me. I'm just doing everything I can from this end. But being so far away, all I can do is send people to their location, I can't be there, so I gotta you know use my network of connections oh my god but yeah about 10 grand
1: well this is very uncomfortable you, we shouldn't be speaking about this hey and by the way anybody listening he is not doing a sneaky you guys are already already contributing oh but yeah i I, fig- I figured that there was something yeah because you you sound a little sneaky
0: this isn't yet yeah, this is not a plea for poverty just letting our our audience know we we love we there was a time where we were lovers with himalaya and we loved right. them, and they loved us, and we looked into each other's eyes deeply and cried and all that. But they are, well... They're new. They're a Chinese company.
1: They're just, take it easy. They, they're they're new. They're new new in the game, and obviously they don't get it all together yet if there could be that much money owed at, at any given time. I didn't, I didn't know it was that much until... Uh, just now till now are you joking
0: yeah no i'm super not joking like half of that money is like oh we owe you this and then half of that money is we're trying to get the money from other people that owe you the money f- through us and i'm
1: like so okay how about you do that wow well we're, you know? we're really opening up here in the lair
0: well i think you know honestly here's the reason is because a lot of these people walked with us talked with us they they went to himalaya right we said go right, there that's go there. true so yeah. and some are maybe still there on the island so i this is important i it, himalaya will do what himalaya is going to do but we've decided that it's not healthy for the shows or for us to still be associated so that's why I say it it's not a, yeah that's good you
1: know yeah no it's yeah it's it's important I hear you no it's fine it's the thing is it's like uh yeah that kind of oh, man so ah oh, man no I mean I, I talked about Himalaya quite a bit on dark topic and pump them and all that and I got a good feeling about them behind the scenes but this is uh um, it's funny with podcasting all of my experiences to this point with hosts have been that they end up owing me, me money and they don't want to pay you. Because it's already done or something, it's it's really strange. I gotta find. We're with ACAS now, so hopefully that's that's better. But man, that's I'll a lot you. of money. What are you gonna do? You're not gonna be able to buy anything. Well, you're just gonna. What do you? Well, you're, you know, that's how you that, get paid.
0: There's a Christmas song that says, "Be not dismayed." Right. Well, I'm frigging dismayed. So just figuring it out. You know, Karen and I have plenty. We got canned goods from. Uh, or the the shipment that came over last June. So we're good. We're good. You're good, right? You're good on your end, right? You got yeah. I'm you all right. you, I, you know our ten our ten, ninety ten split is uh, you know <sighs> it's okay for you, right? You you're all right there in Saskatchewan, whatever.
1: It's not. It's a Manitoba. Okay. Saskatchewan. There's a big difference, really, but I don't want to get into it right now. Okay. So what else is going on? As, do, do you want to spill the beans on anything else and talk about something completely uncomfortable? To-
0: yeah, I've got enough. So that's Christmas story number one. Oh, you do have more? Okay. I got one more, Christmas story number two. But just really quick, just to be PC, shouldn't it be person Atoba?
1: Oh, okay. God. Shut up.
0: Anyways, moving on. So here's per- Christmas story number two. You know what sucks is when, I mean, once upon a time, I did. I used the lair once upon a time for some side gig work and this guy who like everyone thinks is like a rich dude and he's in podcasting and he's like hey oh boy do a bunch of works for me and I'm like cool that's fun you know love to help out so I help out and he's like I need your help this month and I promise I'll pay if there's anything I pay man I pay that's what I do is I pay I'm you know everyone might have opinions but I pay I'm like cool okay so you know what sucks is to do a whole months of work for someone owed thousands and then you see that they bought a Tesla truck and then they tell you they're not gonna pay
1: okay I think I know what you're talking about now yeah this is getting uncomfortable I should have never I should never ask you any any uh how you're doing what is up lately no no, no questions like that no you shouldn't i i, I realize this going forward uh, yeah
0: because i have opinions man and it sucks but they're real it's i'm gangster when it comes to my opinions you cut me once i cut me once my fault cut me twice i'll probably bleed out so moral <laughs> to the st- hey, i hey, mean here's the moral to the stories is for anyone listening everyone you know podcasting is not just a big giant hug not everyone gets along not everyone does what they're supposed to so you know if you got a job in accounting stick to accounting do it
1: yeah that's good advice that's great advice okay well happy holidays everybody i hope it's going better for you than it is for the friggin' operator he's uh,
0: (laughs) it could go better down
1: here eating canned tuna
0: you know but karen's a smart cookie we'll figure things out you know there's always a way to you know shadow ban or you know do stuff and there's i there's a couple people out there who don't like this guy so you know we just say the word and they're like i don't know burn down the whole state he lives in (laughs) (laughs) or something (laughs) they're crazy man don't get on their bad side
1: (laughs) <laughs> hey, you've been uh you've been you've been fielding some of the feedback for Crime Machine and all that lately. As how how, how do you, what's what's the temperature like? How are we doing so far? For no, what you can tell, honest. I'm complete. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on a second. before you say something really screwed up again. Um, is that I'm completely out when it comes to social media and all that. I'll pop in and I'll you know I might I might uh, post the episode or whatever, but I, I've gone dark. I don't even. I don't even look. I don't even look at the reviews. I really don't have a clue because I don't want it to um, to screw me up. I realize I'm sensitive with that kind of stuff. I realize it, it affects me, so so I don't look at it. So I'm just here writing, getting these episodes out. Um, but I'll ask you just for just for fun and to take the taste out of our mouth about you spewing all of our uh, your financial woes uh, broadcast to the people that are paying us on Patreon. They're the last people who really need to to made if if anyone's going to feel guilty you probably sorry i hope you didn't make anybody feel guilty that's obviously not your intent but the way that you speak sometimes you know it's hard to tell where you're coming from yeah so yeah
0: sorry not sorry i guess that's bad instagrammer whatever i don't care
1: oh my god okay right. what's how's the feedback
0: anyway hey you asked how things are going feedback's great here's a heart warmer for you got this message it's a great one. I won't say who it is. Uh loving that Jack Luna. Carl Penn's Ram is very effing creepy. But one of my faves, great job. This was a message directly to me. Like, I don't know. So I was like, thank you. It's creepy for sure, but a good creepy, like watching your aunt and uncle kiss.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I sent that last I sent that last night at eleven twenty-six. GMT cuz that's all you got here and where I the lair is cuz they don't even we're not in a time zone we're like mm. somewhere else anyway. So anyway, at 12:27 apparently I missed a video chat from her. I was like, "Oh crap, missed a video <laughs> chat." Then she says, "That is a effed up creepy message and not appreciated." Seriously, do you read their messages? <laughs> that is just effing wrong.
1: Why are you laughing?
0: I thought I was going I'm Sort of giggling, crying. Because it just it's crazy. Yeah. She says.
1: No, it is creepy, though. She's right. She's right. It is kind of creepy. You're a weirdo. My message was creepy? Yeah, just the way you talk is creepy. But anyways, no, she, she overreacted. I'm on your side.
0: Okay, just to rewind a bit, I said, you know, for the good creepy, like watching your aunt and uncle kiss, which sounds creepy, but here's the thing, Jack. It, huh? When two people love each other and you have an aunt and they get married, guess what? Suddenly you have an uncle, too. So, right. it's not as creepy as it sounds. That's the
1: way that works. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not talking about your brother and sister, aunt, uncle, kissing. That's gross. Who'd do that? Right. No one. Ex- near. Right. Maybe in some right. states, right. but well, whatever. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Love is love, right? Anyways, so she says, Seriously, do you read your messages? That is just effing wrong. I thought I was going to listen to Jack Luna. Obviously, I'm wrong. What? I don't know. I was like, maybe she had too much wine or something. So I say, what are you talking about? You messaged the operator. I'm not Jack's answering service. If you wanted to message Jack, message Jack. Not sure what you thought was so wrong. Did all your aunts and uncles die or something? And watch your language.
1: Uh you asked her if all her aunts and uncles died or something well
0: i didn't know where i offended her and the whole thing so i was like what happened in your life lady give me the story and wow. but i but watch your language man because you know anyway i did get a response from her sorry my apologies
1: Ah, oh, well kind of wrapped <laughs> up with a tiny little bow there tiny little no weird bow that's very <laughs> strange yeah, anything, any, okay, well, let's let's move on. You're nuts, you're nuts.
0: I don't even know how many stars to give that one. Is that a five star, or did I win her back, or you I don't, don't know. You
1: don't, dude, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Okay, so this case was the uh, Torre Thea Puente, the landlady killer, I think people, some people have called her, but that suggests that she kills landladies. so I didn't go with that title. Uh, Where does she live? She was uh, Sacramento, California. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would have called Wait. it the sacramental killer.
1: Sacramental, okay, not get not it? very good. No, uh-huh. I do get it, but it's just not that good. Well. Um, I called it. Uh, well, we already went over that. So, you got any questions or anything? Oh man, we're we're 13 minutes in here, and you have completely.
0: Yeah, I do actually have a couple. I've dominated. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, I do have a couple of questions. So first, let me ask you this: So, what brought you to this case? Like, what what was the impetus? Like, like what what made you think, ah, oh, hey, this one's a hot hot potato.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Hot uh, poutine or whatever. Okay. Now nah, it's it's just the idea of being able to go into that house and tell the story from inside. I really wanted to wanted to do that, although I didn't go in the house very long. Um are in the bodies. garden
0: most huh
1: well yes what freaked me out was the idea of those cocoons in the garden these these uh, these people these throwaway people as she even called them herself um, all in the yard you know nobody knows about it and she's using people from the community to dig the holes for her she's using people from the community to drag the bodies down and uh, you know she's got a, a whole crew kind of working for her. it's just really it's just a really interesting case um, with a lot of stuff that I left out by the way so we could clean up some of that right now if you like
0: yeah so big question I have is well I, I'm going to mix and match here just to throw you off but what do you know what, what was the total number of dead like that they cocooned yeah. and uncocooned
1: <laughs> 15 I believe nine, I think it was 9 to 15 and it likely could have been much more because um, she lived she lived a fairly long life she was always kind of this way I believe she was she was in her early teens when she first got married. Um, she had plenty of children along the way and put them all up for adoption. Very selfish, very out for herself, though um, a complete shell of shell of a person. I watched her entire interrogation tapes, which were they ran about two hours long, um, more. I think there was two interrogation tapes. I mean, but I, I've had the opportunity to watch a lot of her um, her behavior and she doesn't admit to anything she acts like this confused little old lady the whole time and it's very obvious, they have all this evidence um, she just uh, she went into character, she's a con artist and uh, as, soon as, the, as soon as all the evidence was, was right in her face and there was no way that she could get, get away from it she just switched into the next life as I, as I said I found, I found her very cold, very cold yeah. but warm, but it's appearing to be warm which is
0: right which is the craziest thing right because like she's old granny like who thinks evil granny no one especially one that runs a, a house like she did you know but interesting because it, it seems like maybe she processed all this like in the process of doing this she she felt like hey i have some sense of deniability if like you know billy comes over for a scout project and digs a hole you know like billy did that you know i didn't do that you
1: know. Her defense, right, maybe, maybe, but her defense uh, went with this angle. I, I, I kind of touched on it during the episode, but um, with the angle of they, they, all the people that they found under the, the lawn um, had died in their sleep, and the only thing she's guilty of is improper burial. That's, that was their angle, that they all died there, and she just decided to bury them in the yard. That was all. She didn't realize it was a bad thing. Even though one's head was cut off, right? And the hands and all that stuff.
0: Hands and heads and feet. And, and oh, by the way, the, the serious overdosing, you know, to the point of poison.
1: Yeah, she was using codeine and Tylenol at one point, but then she went on to some other... It was a blue pill. I'm sorry, I forget the name of the drug. But yeah, she she would dose them up with the sleeping pills. There was one old older woman who... Um, her husband had died recently, and they chalked it up as a... Uh, suicide because she was upset about her husband having passed away and the family didn't believe this the, f- the family didn't see her as suicidal at all she was like up and happy one day drinking tea and she was you know talking with Dorothea and, and the family um, were happy with where she had been placed in the boarding house and then the next time they come she's in bed and the next time they come well it's in response to her having been uh, committed suicide by pills apparently and in that case Dorothea is thought to have put a pillow over her face when she was doped up she probably did that a few times and the reason
0: so clarify the the reason that she was like i'm thinking about okay next steps in that case if that's my loved one dies she says ah oh, suicide or something crazy oh okay well where's the body oh i already buried it in the backyard well
1: that one no 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 so i'll clarify there yes that one did not get buried in the yard okay that one that one it was it was um, I don't know what her game was there. I really don't. That one confused me. Um, maybe she was hoping that she would be able to get away with it, but now the family was in too close on it. Um, I don't see how she could have benefited in any way. Except here's here's one thing: this woman could have seen something. She could have heard, seen something in the house, which is the reason why a couple of them ended up getting uh, taken out. Um, I'll, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. What I wanted to talk about quick was the mindset of what I believe her mindset would be in a home like this like people will say well how can you do that these people are dependent on you these are like you know the, the um, I don't know they're helpless right You know, a lot of them are senior citizens a lot of them are um, mentally ill some are schizophrenics and alcoholics all that when you 're around I know from personal experience when you 're around those those people long enough, it's not all sweet old ladies and it's not all cute little men who have drinking problems and schizophrenics who are kind of interesting to talk to because they're off the wall uh, it's pretty annoying they're pretty annoying man and and when, <laughs> and when there's a lot of them you're talking about the people i'm talking about people in need yeah I'm, I'm talking about the homeless i'm talking about the type of person who ends up in a halfway house or in in a boarding house. Um, because of the bridges that they've burnt along the way and now they have nobody left to take care of them except for a little old lady in a boarding house on F Street. There's some mistakes that have been made along the way for the, these middle-aged uh, people who are in this situation. Um, even even the elderly. You know, they're not all sweet. And the, the ones who end up in these homes, I've always found, I mean, i worked in quite a few of them. I found, for the most part, they were just... They were huge pains in the ass. So what I'm getting at is I believe that Dorothea... Puente could 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 um, justify these murders because she just didn't like them very much. She you know they were throwaway people like I, like she said, um, and it, she didn't really have that much of a connection to them. She saw them as weak as well because she came from a really difficult background, but she 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 swerved out of it and found a way. I mentioned that in the episode too. Um, so you didn't ask the question. Uh, but I'm giving I'm just giving my insight on that that uh, I'm not saying I can see how she did it here, here let, me, let me give this quick example and this, this is far out there too when I when we had our second child um, so I'm sitting with his, with our baby and he won't stop crying and I suddenly realize I'm like oh I see how people shake their babies I see how it happens like I'm not I'm not that weak and I'm not that screwed up but if I was, I could see how I could end up shaking this baby because it's very frustrating and I haven't slept yet, you know, and, and it's disrupting the whole house. <laughs> you know, I could kind of, for a minute there, for a second, I was like, oh, I see. I'm not going to do it. So, well, that's what I'm saying with Dorothea. I've been in those homes. If I didn't have a conscience, if I came from a really bad upbringing and I was a con artist, um, I could see. I could see how you would make take that step.
0: Well, you take Ed, because I, I, I can relate. I've heard from, we don't talk about Sam much, but you know, that guy, he's <laughs> got kids. That guy. Yeah. He's got kids, and he said one time that, uh, you know, his son has a real high pain tolerance, and they didn't know it. And in his cribs, his son is crying, and he swats him on the bum, and his right. kid, like, laughs. And mm-hmm. so he swats him again. And this is at the end of like, you know, like you said, like two, three hours of just irreverence, just crazy chaos, right? Swats mm-hmm. him again, kid laughs and, you know, swats him again, but then realizes his hand got a sting from that swat. And it was that he, for a moment, went into that, oh, I'll make you feel it, you know, mode. And and then you, you instantly are sort of in that, that, that moment that says, this only takes once to yeah. to uh, turn the whole life of your child and everyone upside down and that moment you take a step back right and you're like whew, cuz cuz you could change everything and it's interesting because you take old you take the elderly like that and they they are everything that a crying incessantly crying baby is and then add on top of that I don't know just like a peppering of being a total douche or a total Yes. Uh, what's that chauvinist like old man, you know? From oh, yeah. you know, total, ch- so they're all those things that a baby is, and then on top of that, they ins- they can insult you, you know. You that that would maybe cause somebody to just shake them once, you know, like oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm bigger than you yeah you know kind of, I could see that I could see that it's not right but I could
1: no it's not right no but it's just being honest and I don't know if Sam would appreciate you telling that story the way you told it I don't know if you wrapped that up as well as you probably should have it sounds like Sam, what Sam was smacking his kid and then the kid then his hand was stinging so and he thought about breaking his neck or something next
0: he said tell this story send it to the world let them know the dangers of
1: that you that
0: of you know, uh,
1: not okay. staying
0: in control. He 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 didn't gotcha. he didn't hurt his kid because his kid kept freaking laughing at him, <laughs> and then he realized he wasn't the, the the strongest one in the room. So he he walked away in defeat. I gotcha. Sam's a total wuss. Let's just we'll end it with.
1: I, actually, exactly. I'll wrap
0: this up. Well, Amen. There we go. Moving on. Wow,
1: okay. There you go. Moving on. Um, yeah. Anything else? Oh well, I guess I can tell you. Go ahead. Do you have another question there? No. Uh, just
0: just that. That's an interesting perspective to have. So, in addition to that, uh, one thing I was going to say is, do you do you think that she sort of? We've come across this before, like a killer that finds a byproduct of people that we can all get politically correct and, you know, t- call sex workers, whatever we're going to call them and, you know, say they're an underrepresented or, or, you know, that... But a killer sees them as a throwaway people. That's that's mm-hmm. why they're targeted often because they are sandwiched between a pimp who doesn't care about them except for a monetary value and then a, a, a John who... He should be at home with his kids, but he's there. So, you know, they are literally like no one cares about that 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 class of people we can Mm -hmm. say confidently should you know and man maybe they should they you know that's a rough that's a rough living but in the same way the elderly that end up in these homes are discards as well and so she in her own way kind of found what other serial killers have found which is hey here's a whole group of yes right
1: absolutely I see your point man it takes sometimes I get afraid when you're talking I'm like where is I he get going am talking. well I'm like man do I got to get into this can of worms with him about sex work no no I, you're exactly right uh, <laughs> with what you said there yeah she, she chose her uh, her victim um, her victims and she set herself up in a home where she could she was the one who decided on who came in the home um, and it would be like a frail alcoholic right or be an old woman um right you know and they they were they were difficult for others to to deal with because um maybe they didn't follow instructions very well or maybe they uh shit the bed you know Uh, but dorothy was all over bringing someone like that in where it could be easily explained away why they may have died in their sleep or why or that they disappeared. right hey and one more which often is what happened yeah
0: one more thing that came to mind when you were in the episode, and you were talking about, you know, that she kind of had this small legion of people, maybe unwitting even, that were accomplice or, or assistant. Yes. In, in this. You know who that reminded me of was H.H. H. Holmes. Right. In a way, because, you know, H.H. H. Holmes diabolically, you know, constructed a plan and then broke it into parts so that one guy was just creating a door. And then one guy was just creating the stairs, and one, you know, so no two, no two people knew yeah. the whole connectivity, all all the things, right? Did, that was sort of her her MO,
1: would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so, that, definitely. I thought about H H Holmes when I was doing it myself. Here, here's an, here's one one example. I know we, we won't speak for too much longer, but I mean, uh, there was a man named Ismael Flores. He was um, like a handyman for, her, and he stuck with her the whole time. I'm pretty certain that Ishmael did a lot of her dirty work. I know that she gave him her ex-husband's pickup truck, a red pickup truck, um, the same ex-husband who ended up being found uh, three years after he went missing in a, in a makeshift box, like a coffin, uh, by, a, by a river. Ishmael is the one who constructed the box, and he is the one who dumped the body for Dorothea, but he never knew what was in the box apparently allegedly Whoa. he never knew it was in the box she just said it was just a bunch of junk she wanted to get rid of and he got rid of it for her. um i saw him get interviewed as well and it's clear he's like a hitman for he, it's it's clear to me he never got busted from what i saw he didn't um but he he was her most steady steady dude she tried to grab another one his name was Uh, Alberto Montoya he was 51 years old he was a schizophrenic he came into the home and this is the this is the one that screwed everything up for for Dorothea and I was going to focus the episode on this man but um, it just went a different way so what happened was Alberto Montoya he saw something he definitely saw something happen in the house either he was a part of maybe moving a rug um, or was to help dig a hole she trusted him and she thought she could manipulate him because of his, uh, his schizophrenia, I guess. He was a very gentle teddy bear type guy, uh, full-blown alcoholic as well. And he was kind of like her puppy dog for quite some time. So I think she pushed him into the deep water and he couldn't handle it. He goes running off to a detox center, uh, which is like one of the worst places that you can live. Uh, or B it's like a hostel but full of friggin drunks right people drying out people barfing all over the place not, not the best care um, he go- goes there and he's heard he's, he's quoted as saying um, just uh, let me stay here I'll, I'll stay any place but but there on F Street at her place wow eventually she gets her hooks back into him and uh, convinces him to come back to the home and it wasn't long after he came back to the house that he disappeared he, um, he is the one that, that caused the whole House of Cards to fall down um, because another sober resident... Did he end up disappearing into the garden? No. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. He did. Okay. Yes. But she said... The, the police came and she said to them that um, he went to Mexico. He went to Mexico to meet her doctor brother. So, here's the thing. Dorothy Puente is not Mexican. She's not Hispanic. She married, she married a Hispanic, Hispanic man who she spent two years with, and that, but she kept the name, like I said, to endear herself to the community that had a high Hispanic demographic. Um, so now she's acting like she's got a brother. Why would her brother live in Mexico? She's just this white lady, right? Her brother would be a white dude. And she's just trying to play into the whole Puente thing. She acts like she's actually Hispanic. Excuse me. <coughs> Anyway, it's very it's very suspicious. The social worker is tracking this Alberto Montoya down. She knows he's um, he was afraid to go back to the house in the first place, and now he's disappeared. And uh, she suddenly, soon soon after, she's uh, showing her sus- uh, that she's suspicious about this. She receives a phone call from a man who I believe was Ismael Flores, the the uh, you know the man who. Uh, Sorry, I just watched the operator eat two grapes at once. He makes them look like boobies, and then he eats them. He tries to make me laugh. I'm not going to this time,
0: though. Mouth Um, noises.
1: Right. So uh, she receives a phone call from this man, who, like I said, I think it's Ishmael, and he's saying, yeah, no, I got him with me. Uh, Albert doesn't want to talk, you know, but he's with me. He's he's my nephew. Uh, And uh, she doesn't believe that. So... They go to the house. They look further into. They're they're, they're uh, all over this, trying to find Alberta Montoya, and that is when this sober resident, uh, his last name Sharp, he comes up to the officer Cabrera, uh, who's kind of an idiot, by the way, and tells him that you know I'd like to speak to you privately, like I said in the story, and says tells him, hey, I think they're bur- she's burying people in the yard, um, and he likely caught he likely heard something or spied on something where it was uh, the process of burying Alberto Montoya. Wow. And that's how it all came to a close. They came, they they got the permission from Dorothea directly to start digging, they start digging, they start finding this leathery material, which I think it was skin attached to a dress from one of her older uh, victims from earlier on. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. The rest is... uh, as they say, it's history. Oh, I want to talk about Officer Cabrera just for a sec. I, I mentioned for a quick moment there that I thought he was an idiot. I mean, he's probably not an idiot, but here's the thing about him. If you watch any of the documentaries, anything to do with this case, you're going to run into Officer Cabrera. And he inserts himself in this way. Like he, It's like he wants to get famous off of this. He's in everything. There's a documentary on Vice... Uh, about the couple who bought a serial killer's home, and it's Dorothea Puente's home on, on uh, F Street, eleven forty six F Street. And the couple have uh, uh, decorated the house in strange ways. They're a very quirky couple, very funny couple, actually. But he's there, and he's friends with them, and he hangs out and stuff. You know, like he's his whole life is kind of this case. And at one point in one of the interviews, he says he's the one who let her go and have tea with her friend, which you know she escaped. Through that for a couple of days and almost got another victim. And uh he's like, We're digging up the yard, and all of a sudden a foot, I hit a foot, and they've already found the the bone of this old woman that I mentioned, right? But now he's digging up a leg and it's got jeans these guys wearing jeans and a and a foot, and he's like, and I'm looking at this foot and it's like, okay, now I know that something's really going on here. like okay okay, dude he let her go after the bone had been found and all these accusations but
0: it it, things had been going on a lot earlier than finding a foot dude so much had been going on there's a jack handy do you know who jack handy is no it's an old snl skit saturday night live right And there's a series of poems that he says and one of the poems. It sounds like he's the biggest idiot like this guy. He says, the man was thirsty. He found the water. He knelt down to take a drink and saw skeletons and thought, oh, crap. This water's (laughs) reserved for
1: skeletons.
0: (laughs) Like, it sounds like that guy's just about as smart as that guy
1: right yeah, yeah he gaps out a lot he gaps out a lot in the conversation it feels like he's wanting to be the play the part of a TV detective almost he looks like one and uh, now he blanks out quite often so that will do it man that's it unless you got any more questions that was a good one I guess we got a lot off our chest at least you did and we will be back with episode 005 which I am uncertain at this point what it's it's going to be I have a few on the go I am tomorrow going to be recording with Esther Ludlow of um Once Upon a Crime I think I mentioned it last time but now it's happening we're doing JonBenet Ramsey case you'll be able to hear that I'll I'll post a link everywhere uh, when that happens and uh I think I might just go straight along with the JonBenet Ramsey case um so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be like a Christmas special. Although True Crime Garage, if anybody listens to that, they just put out a Jambonet, ass, <laughs> which kind of sucks, but whatever. We'll do it too. I have a different, I have a different angle. I mean, I, I, will, I won't tell you what it is right now, but it'll be worth listening to my angle.
0: Well, and that's, I think, you know, we don't really have to tell this audience, but that's the cool thing about Crime Machine is it's never the angle everyone else is taking. So that's, that's I'm excited. I get excited every time you write one. Thanks, Op. All right. All right, well. Bye-bye. It's good to talk to you again, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you on the flip side, man. Mm. All right, Karen. Kill it.
1: Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at?